One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the size of a football field. It certainly is the talk of the town. More on the Northern Lights installation after Irene Cara. After 500 days, the end is in sight. And would you believe it? I actually just switched over the calendar this morning. So sick of January was I. Yes. But it's nearly gone. Thank God. And we had a lovely, beautiful, pinky, bluey sky this morning. And actually, I'm reminded of this right now because I'm just after spying a picture of the beautiful sky on 86 658 that John and Bala McKenney sent earlier on. It was stunning. Really, really stunning. So spring is nearly in sight, which means that we are going to be celebrating St. Bridget. And let me tell you, a celebration, it is fitting for a goddess and a saint happening in the County of Louds because tonight it's going to be very much kicking off with the Northern Lights. This has been building up for the last couple of weeks in Dundalk. So if you've been around Dundalk, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It is huge. You cannot miss it. It's right there in Market Square. It's the Bridget 1500 Spectacular Light Installation and um, it is just going to be incredible. So this multi-sensory light show is very much the jewel in the crown of the Bridget 1500 celebrations in Louth. So thousands of lights are choreographed to dance to music. I mean, incredible. So this installation incorporates symbols inspired by the artwork of Irish artist Frizz, who painted the uh, very, very beautiful Bridget mural that was back in the 2020 Seek Festival. So everyone is going to get their first experience of this free light show tonight. So the first one is at 6pm uh, tonight. Then there's going to be a second one, 6.30, and then a, the last one will be at 7pm. But there's going to be further shows each evening, uh, including and right up to the bank holiday, which is fantastic. So it's going to be illuminated from 5 to 10pm each night. So you'll be able to check it out. But there is... Oh, it's going to be very, very nice now tonight to be there on the eve of St. Bridget. What a great way to celebrate and kick off these celebrations in style and fair play to absolutely everybody that has been involved in that. It's going to be incredible. Now, there is uh, other celebrations that are going to be happening. I will be giving you updates on that as we go throughout the show. And do let me know as well if you're planning on going tonight and send us in your videos as well. If you do end up going tonight, we'd love to see them and we'll put them up on our social media as well. Now, getting back to the music, here's Niall Horan, Heaven and 11 to 1. Niall Horan with Heaven and LMFM's 11 to 1, which brings me nicely to our first piece. Down with this sort of thing. Careful now. Yes, Father Ted. Ted Fest is returning in March to Inishmore. We're going to be finding out more about this with the founder of Ted Fest, Peter Phillips. He's going to join us next. Oh, LMFM. The 11 to 1 show. L-M-F-M. 
Okay, one last time. These are small, but the ones out there are far away. Small, far away. I forget it. Absolutely brilliant. Yes, Inishmore in the Aran Islands becomes the legendary craggy island once more for the weekend of hijinks. Ted Fest is coming back. It's running from the 7th to the 10th of March and there is lots of treats in store. I'm delighted to be joined once again by founder of Ted Fest, Peter Phillips. He's on the line. Peter, welcome. How are you getting on? I'm good today. We meet again. We meet again. And you know what? Every time that you are on, I get that many videos, memes, uh, images <laughs> sent to the show. That's just one of many, by the way, that Mick oh, and Blanchardstown has sent to me. Thank you so much, Mick, for that. There is a great love for, for this. Uh, absolutely. There really, really is. 2007. We've been doing this since. Is Unbelievable. It? We just... We just thought it'd be a bit of self-indulgent fun. We didn't think people would take it as serious as they do. But long may it continue. Now, very I, proud of Ted Fest. You should be. And you should tell the story, remind us the story of how Ted Fest came about. Because um, it, it's, you came up with this idea in a place that couldn't be further from Craggy Island if you tried. This, tell us about this. This is true. I, said, I was on an idyllic uh, beach on the east coast of Sri Lanka. But it wasn't idyllic because it was the middle of a civil war. And um, we, I run a small charity in, um, in Wales, over here in Wales. And uh, we were funding an art therapy group. It was the year after the, the Asian tsunami. And I was over there buying a double-decker bus for them to take the art therapy. Never buy a double-decker bus in Sri Lanka. They, there's your learning point, children. It's a nightmare, <laughs> buying a bus in Sri Lanka. But uh, also there was um, a chap called Fergal McGrath who was from Galway, and um, he was over there doing some video for them. We had a mutual contact at, at the art therapy group. So Fergal and I, like to, to while away the hours, um, was started talking about Father Ted. I'd lived in Galway, so I knew a lot of people he knew. And um, I run a big Elvis festival over in Wales, and he was intrigued by that. And he said, oh, you know, why don't we do something like this for, t- for Father Ted? I said, Fergal, if we ever get out of this civil war, I'll meet you for a pint in Nocturns in Galway and we'll have a think about it. And six months later, we're in Nocturns having a think about it. And thought, oh, we'll just do a weekend, see how it goes out outside of Nishmore because uh, we had a mutual friend who had a pub out there. And uh, there it goes. It's, it's still going. Unbelievable. <laughs> it is absolutely unbelievable. And I believe the late, great Jerry Ryan had a huge influence on getting the festival the much-needed publicity in its early days Jerry, as well. Jerry did. Jerry latched onto it and then, and then it took off. And um, yeah, there's, there's another learning point here, children. Two learning points. Don't buy a bus in Sri Lanka. The other one, <laughs> never go on the Jerry Ryan show in drink. That was a <laughs> fatal mistake I made <laughs> during Ted Fest. And he somehow persuaded, I don't, I don't know how it happened, but we ended up pushing the milk float around the island for 40 days and 40 nights. It was, because the milk float's fallen apart now, but it was, we had the milk floats. And uh, it was amazing, because you're, you're drug of the base, don't you? Yes. We came through drug. We came through Drogheda. I think it was. I think it was day eighteen of the milk float push. I can remember us in Drogheda <laughs> with a brass band. It was unbelievable. We raised half a million quid for yeah. Dancing from Ireland. It was. A, it was an amazing few forty days of my life. Oh, listen, I think you need to do it again, Peter. Like, that is something that <laughs> the people of Ireland need to see. You guys on a milk float, someone saying mass, 
Do you know what I mean? Like just Absolutely. you know as well. Like you know, you know, it was it, it was incredible, and, and it was it was to raise cash, but it was also to raise awareness yeah, of, of Down syndrome and, and the inclusivity. We have we used to have a, a, an ambassador, either a child or a young man or an adult with Down syndrome, as the ambassador for the day, driving the milk flow. It was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> that, yeah, I remember someone, well, someone down in Tipperary, some bloke took the wall, the wall of his pub down so we get the, <laughs> get the milk float in the pub for a party. <laughs> oh, listen, anything to clamber on the publicity that was that. Absolutely. Completely, Absolutely. you know. It was so, so good. And yeah. it, this is, as we know, no ordinary... T- television convention. No, no, no. This is a weekend of high jinx and tomfoolery. So tell us, what can people expect from Ted Fest for people who haven't been before? Well, you see, I never know what to expect from Ted Fest, <laughs> so it would be disingenuous for me to, to say what, what other people can expect. It, it's a glorious insanity. You see, the premise Fergal and I came up with on that beach was we wanted the opposite of one of those boring TV conventions in a nice warm hotel that people are queuing for hours for selfies with people that were in the show. It, was, it wasn't about the show. It was actually, I remember he said, we, we recreate the Craggy Island dream. Yeah. And it was about Craggy Island. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's a thin veil between Craggy Island and Inish Moor, and it's just perfect for it. So... I always say it's the people. We, you know, uh, we can only get about 300 people out on the island. We've just released the last batch of tickets because we found a bit more accommodation. But it takes a particular type of person that will fight their way out to the Aran Island at that time of the year, dressed as a spider baby for four days. And if you put 300 of those people together, you get some sort of weird alchemy. Um, it's a wonder to behold. It's, it's a, it's a marvellous event, Ted Fest. We're very proud of it. And you say Spider Baby, like what an ingenious costume. People do go all out with the costumes. So is that the kind of most, the strangest well, this, this one you come across? Oh, God, no, I, re- I remember that one. It was literally uh, a bloke who had a Spider-Man outfit on and yeah. a Terry's nappy <laughs> and wore it for four days. That's the one I remember. <laughs> oh, we've had uh, some of them, some one... Um, there's a, there's a, we do a best dress, yeah. and uh, there's a guy called Ray who, who wins it regularly. He came one year as the biggest laundry department in Ireland. How we got oh. the stuff out there, you must have, you must have had to charter the freight bus <laughs> to get it out there. That's incredible. <laughs> like, that is just going, thinking outside the box, going on. He had, it had some sort of structure on his shoulder that went for about, like, 10 feet each side of him. <laughs> full of lingerie. It was, it was an amazing structure. <laughs> he deserves it. He deserves the accolade. Now, I have to ask you a little bit about what's coming up this year because yeah. you've got something called Mrs. Doyle's Lip Sync Battle. Now, please tell me, what <laughs> is Mrs. Doyle spinning on the decks? Do you know what I mean? I need to know what well, music this, she has this there. Is, this, is the que- this is the question before the nation, Sinead. <laughs> we did it last year with Pat Mustard. And um, it, it, so we're going to do it this year with Mrs. Doyle. So it, it's a lip sync. It, it's, it's Father Ted meets RuPaul, actually. Oh. It's a lip sync challenge, right? Love it. So we get people to lip sync songs from Mrs. Doyle's playlist. Now, here is the question to the nation. What would Mrs. Doyle have on her playlist? Yeah, I'm wondering. Now, I think there'd be a lot of country and western songs about women murdering other women. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, a little bit of Daniel uh, O'Donnell though in there, just for the wholesomeness. I, I have a bit of wee Daniel. And yeah. I think I think all kinds of everything would have okay. to be on there. Yeah, yeah. But we we had a 
we had a bizarre, we had a bizarre couple of pints the other night, just wondering what would be on there. And the list, I was just looking at the list. It's uh, Autobahn by Craftwork. <laughs> How did that come up? Was, Someone snuck Jeanne that in Regretta there. Come on, Rian- Jeanne Regretta Rianders on there. Oh, I, I like break that. Free. I can imagine. I can imagine. I want to break free. Yeah, you know, yeah. Who while hoovering? Yeah. Um, oh, what was that? What was the, the, the Tom Jones sex bob? Um, or the, the it, it was it was just a bizarre playlist. So yes. it's getting ever longer. So go to go go to tedfest.org, Go to the Facebook site and put your suggestions oh, yeah, for Mrs. Doyle's playlist. <laughs> in fact, you've got a whole show there, Shanae. There you go. <laughs> we'll come in. Show. I tell you what, we'll come in as guest presenters one day and we'll <laughs> present the show that's totally based on Mrs. Doyle's oh, playlist. Oh, please do. Okay, if the, I'm <laughs> pitching that. I'm pitching that after this show. I love okay. that idea. It's yours. Yes, it's yours. <laughs> that's going to be ours exclusively on 11 to 1. I'm there loving that. Now, you do have other yeah. cast members coming back. You have uh, Owen McGlove, who we all love. Uh, we can't get rid of the man. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> loves coming back, doesn't he? <laughs> he does, he does. He's, he's Pat, he's, he's great. He, 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 does, uh, he does blind dates. He comes out on the Saturday afternoon, and there's no connection to Father Ted for blind dates, but he does his version of blind dates as Owen McLeod. It's, it's brilliant. So uh, Joe Rooney normally comes out. He's not available this year. He normally comes out and referees the Craggy Cup and makes one team be Blur and one team be Oasis. Brilliant. Uh, and actually, we, we love Joe. The more I think about it. We love no, Joe, Joe, as you know, around this neck of the woods. He's our little, you know, yeah. he's, our, he's our local celeb around these, yeah, these yeah, parts, definitely. absolutely. But he's, he's hectic yeah. this year, I know. He's, he's yeah. busy. Um, so uh, there's also as well, what I love about this is people who meet at the festival come back and kind of catch up with each other and it's like a reunion every year, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's not... You think it would be the same people every year. It's not. Uh, you, you, there's, there's a hardcore of about 20 or 30 people who come every year, including Ray, who dresses up as the laundry department. <laughs> uh, you get a lot of people who, uh, like, come... The, people come and say, oh, gee, I was, I was here five years ago. It wrecked me, but I've, I've come back. So people sort <laughs> of give it every recovery. five years or so. <laughs> 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 but here's, here's an exclusive. You don't yeah. actually... I mean, we've just released the, the last, I don't know, 30 or so tickets because we found a bit more accommodation. Mm. So there's still a chance to come to Tedford. But we, in, in memory of Jerry Ryan, we yeah. are going to bring Tedfest to the mainland this <gasps> year, right? Yeah. We're going to do two uh, one-day Pop-Tarts, one Tedfest Pop-Tarts. Okay. One's one's going to be in London. Yeah. On, we did one in London many years ago. And I think I think the warrants for our arrest are now run out, so we can go back to London. Okay. And we're doing it that on May the fifth. But here's the great one: uh, we're doing one in Galway on July the nineteenth. Oh, now, fantastic. if you're a real father, Ted, I'm wondering if they know what's the why significance July there the now. Yeah. Three things happened on July the nineteenth, according to Dougal. One was the Ice Age ended. Okay. The other was uh, marathons became Snickers. Oh, yeah. And the third one was Galway was liberated from Indians. <laughs> so we're proclaiming the 19th of July this year as Galway Liberation Day, and we're running a one-day 
Ted Fest pop tart in Galway. Love it. Okay, we'll have to come back to you for that. And and we're holding you to the Mrs. Doyle's playlist takeover. (laughs) We are absolutely holding you to that. Peter, as always, it is fantastic having you on the show. Best of luck with Ted Fest 2024. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks a million. Peter Phillips there, founder of Ted Fest. Tedfest.org. There's a few tickets left. Get them now. Lewis Capaldi wish you the best on the way a song that spent 15 weeks at number one probably had a lot to do with the 1994 film it was attached to and I have a month's supply of bingo books up for grabs The 11 to 1 show It's an iconic movie from 1994 and a very fresh faced Hugh Grant All life I realised I totally and utterly loved one person and it wasn't the person standing next to me in the veil, it's the person standing opposite me now, in the rain. Is it still raining? I hadn't noticed. Oh, come on, of course you noticed, you're saturated. Yes, and of course this is the song from that film, it's Wet, Wet, Wet. Wet, wet, wet. You can see why it was number one for 15 weeks. Brilliant love is all around. Love is coming in today in the form of a birthday request for you, Philonina Tolan. You're in Wilkinstown. It says a very happy birthday to you. Your birthday is today. Hope you're having a great day. That's coming in from Pat, Josie and all of the family. So hope you're having a fantastic birthday celebration today. Now, I have a nice little prize. Next Tuesday's jackpot in LMFM Radio Bingo is €5,400. That is a nice jackpot. So make sure you're getting your book today. Want to say congratulations, first of all, to our recent winners, Patricia Harding from Slane. She won €600. Sharon Kerr from RD also won €400. And Rosemary Riley and Cullen and Larry Smith from Navin each won €300. So the books can be found or the Northeast Outlets and remember you're supporting the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre. I have six pairs sorry, six six people will win a month supply of bingo books. Get it right Sinead. So, how would you like to get your hands on it? All you have to do, very simple, bingo, followed by your details to 086-1800-658 So I've got six winners getting a month's supply of our bingo books that is up for grabs today. Bingo, followed by your details, 086-1800-658. Picture House, Heavenly Day and LMFM's 11 to 1. Just want to let you know, these guys are always fantastic every time they take to the stage, but Denor and Rossonary Drama Group, they are performing their play. It's called Separate Beds. It is happening on Wednesday, March 13th. All the profits going to the Irish Motor Neuron Disease Association. Tickets are €15 Euro and the show is on in the Drihid Arts Centre, so you'll get the details there. Also want to let you know as well that the uh, Sean Lochran Charity Tractor and Vintage Karen Larry Lorry Run uh, is happening um, this Saturday. Sunday, February 4th. So it's an aid of the RD Hospice Home Care and also Cullen Senior Citizen. So it's happening this Sunday from Chak Ratnock and the registration is at 11.30pm with €25 Euro entry per vehicle. So that's happening this weekend and those uh, all the money going to two very worthy causes there. We're going to be going back in time very shortly. Marilyn Monroe popping up in our Northeast Update and I've got music from Alanis Morissette. Oh, the 11 to 1 show. 
LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Going back in time to this day in 1961 and the Mistfits premieres in New York City. It's the final movie for Clark Gable and Marilyn Monroe. And today is Have Fun at Work Day. Yeah, keeping things fun while you work has been something that people have been trying to do for as long as we've been going to work. So playing a game with your co-worker could be a good way to keep it fresh. Encourage your employer as well to plan a game or team activity today to help relieve the boredom of work. Have fun at your work today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Alanis Morissette with Ironic. Now, still to come, they have an Oscar nomination and an Emmy nomination between them. They've worked on Banshees of Inishir and that's just one of the major productions that they worked on. We're going to be meeting the costume designer and makeup artist Emer Valdani and Lynn Johnston. Plus, one celebrity out there learns that he's actually related to royalty. It's a hilarious clip from, you know, those genealogy programmes. So I'm going to be bringing you all of that after 12 News. The 11 to 1 show. Breaking Bad star realises that he's actually related to royalty. More on that after One Republic on 11 to 1. One Republic counting stars and LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Now, I'd say his Breaking Bad character, Saul Goodman, would be thrilled to discover that he's actually related to royalty. But in reality, Bob Odenkirk, well, he had a different reaction. He was taking part in the US genealogy series Finding Your Roots and he was told of this shock royal connection. And this is what he had to say before he realised that he was actually related to royalty. Here's the clip. Why? Bob, how does this make you feel? Uh, like I'm part of history mm-hmm. that I didn't think I was any part of. Right. But I'm an American. I'm not a monarchist. <laughs> I don't believe in uh, that. You know, I feel like it's a little twisted. I understand why society built itself around monarchs and leaders and they pass them down through generations. I understand that goes through every society, every civilization. But um, I think that we've gone to a better place with democracy. And we should keep going down that road. Really? I do. Well, guess what? Uh-oh, what's wrong? You, what and, you and King Charles III are 11th cousins. <laughs> well, maybe I'll change my mind on that. Through the Duke, you and King Charles III are 11th cousins. Now, there you'd be trashing your family. (laughs) (laughs) How they make a living. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) Fantastic. Imagine just like he's like trying to... the, The penny has dropped and he's like, oh my God. But there you go. Bob Odenkirk actually related to King Charles fascinating things that you learn in these genealogy shows I'm telling you. Now let's see what else is happening in the world of celebrity. 
the buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. Bryce Dallas Howard has been talking to Jimmy Fallon about starring in movies that she can't really talk about. Her movies are always full of spoilers. I do movies that are really secretive for some reason. You're not allowed to talk like Jurassic I, World. Yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars, you couldn't talk about either one. Yeah, nothing with M. Night Shyamalan. I can't talk no, about any, any of those. You came out, yeah, you came that, you yeah, couldn't yeah. tell us anything. Yeah, yeah, like Terminator was, you shouldn't really talk about it. Like Twilight, you know, we got into that area a little bit. Like Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Like, you know, like you don't want to... Spider-Man, you could... Maybe yeah. I think you're being typecast. As a person who can keep secrets? Yes. They go, you want someone that... Yeah, you want someone that keeps a secret? Hire Bryce Dallas Howard. She doesn't say a Hire word. a Howard. Lamorne Morris and Dylan O'Brien are among those who are set to play original Saturday Night Live cast members in Jason Reitman's feature film called SNL 1975. It'll be about the debut night for the sketch comedy series. iSpice has announced her debut album Y2K, which drops this year. She was speaking to the Today Show in America. Yes, there's going to be an album. Let's yes. go! This year? Yeah. Okay. What? This year, I'm so excited. Um, it's called Y2K. It'll be, it's it's almost finished, so I'm really excited. And you were born on, on Y2K. Y2K. I was, and that's why I decided to name it. That. I mean, wow. that is so great. Are there collaborations on it, too? Is it all Of course. Uh-huh. I have a crazy collaboration that just got locked in, like, two days ago. <gasps> that so. you can't Can you I, tell us? No. No. <laughs> I'm really excited. That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Getting back to the music now, here's Marvin Gaye on 11 to 1. Marvin Gaye heard it through the grapevine. Now, still to come, they have an Oscar nomination and an Emmy nomination between them. They've worked on Banshees of Inishirin. To name just one of the big productions, they're going to be meeting costume designer and makeup artist. It's costume designer Emer Nimwell Downey and also Lynn Johnson. She's a makeup artist. We're going to join them next. The 11 to 1 show. My next guests have been working in the film industry for the past 30 years. One is an Oscar-nominated makeup artist, the other an Emmy-nominated costume designer. And some of their shared film credits include The Recent Banshees of Inishirin, The Wind That Shakes the Barley, Breakfast on Pluto and many more. Now, after meeting and working on film sets many years ago, they struck up a friendship and over the years, they encouraged each other to explore their shared love of painting and drawing. They've set up a collective. It's called the North Light Art Collective and they're going to be running drawing and painting work shops next month. I'm delighted to be joined now on the line by makeup artist Lynn Johnston and also costume designer Emer Nimwell Downey. You're both very welcome to 11 to 1. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on the show. Now, as a major, major film fan, I am delighted to have connected with both of you. But before we discuss how you guys connected and met, Lynn, I'm just going to ask you, first of all, I believe your first job on a film set was a fairly iconic film, a a classic. Talk to me about your first job. Um, My first job was The Commitments and I did about 10 days in the crowd room. And most of what I was doing was powdering bald heads and mopping sweat off people in the crowd scene. <laughs> the glamour, the glamour, Lynn. Yeah, very glamorous. <laughs> it was great fun. I, I, I can only imagine. But what led you into this career, not just the, the film business, but in makeup in general? I had been working as a secretary and I walked out onto the street one day and a girl 
that was ahead of me in school called Moira O'Sullivan was standing there on a film set shooting and I just got chatting to her and she introduced me to uh, people that taught me and she took me under her wing at some point as well and I just served an apprenticeship. Oh, fantastic. Um, so it was kind Moira of serendipitous. Was herself. Okay, okay. So it was kind of serendipitous that you happened to come out on that street at that exact time. It was. I, I mean, as a teenager, I was always interested in hair and makeup, as teenage girls tend to be. But I didn't realise there could be a career in it or I hadn't been thinking about heading into it in that way or anything. Very interesting. And Emer, what about yourself? Because you studied at the Limerick School of Art and Design. Was it was a career in fashion kind of always beckoning you? Yeah, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm from Limerick originally and I kind of went to art school um, slightly by default, but, um, you know, I absolutely loved it. And I just kind of thought I was going to work in fashion. And, I mean, the very same as Lynn, I just had no idea that you could work in in film, that there was a career, you know, Mm. available there. I think people are more aware now because the film industry here is is much stronger. But at the time, it was quite haphazard. I mean, I'm talking about the late 80s, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, so it was really kind of when I, I, I went away for a few years, I went to Madrid and I met some guys there who were film students and I started helping them out. And I just thought, oh, my God, this is this is amazing. I, I love the, the creativity and the fact that, you know, you. You can be on one film, like Lynn mentioned, The Commitment, and I'm so jealous I never got to work on The Commitment. But, <laughs> but you, know, you do you have a Roddy so- Doyle connection, Emer, don't you? I believe you worked on a TV series based around Roddy Doyle's uh, the, the, the Family, or Family, I think it was yeah. just called. Yeah, yeah, that was an amazing television series. And actually, my, my daughter is in UCD now studying film, and she came home the other day and she said, oh, we're doing a module on Irish film and we're doing this thing called Family. And I went, oh my God, that's the most amazing television series ever. I mean, I still, I would absolutely love to see that again. I thought it was really groundbreaking television, you know, for what it was. Um, It was just amazing. The cast, the script, the director, everything. It was fantastic, you know. Uh, the commitment is much more upbeat, you know, the family is quite <laughs> hard going. The family had a lot of problems, let's just say. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. The, the, the you both, I would say, arrived at a kind of key time in the Irish film industry where things were sort of on the cusp of changing. Like, I mean, the 90s particularly, you know, there was a lot of explosion and kind of interest in, in, in Irish production as well. Yeah, I think it was really... Yeah, go ahead, Lynn. No, I, I, there was, but there were very quiet years as well. Mm. So it was very hit and miss at the time. Go ahead, Yeah, Lynn. and, and I, I think as well, you know, I think after My Left Foot came out, yeah. you know, there was a lot more focus on, you know, the potential of um, the Irish film industry and the, and the potential of the crew here, you know. I mean... Um, you know, I, I, I th- there was a lot of, I think during the 90s, I'm sure Lynn would agree, there was a lot more, there were crews that were coming in to Ireland yeah. and we yes. were kind of working as assistants. But that was amazing, actually, because it was, as Lynn said, she kind of apprenticed herself and that was really the way to do it mm-hmm. um, at the time. And like I ended up working yeah. with fantastic international designers and I'm sure Lynn ended up working with fantastic international makeup artists and we really kind of learned our craft 
through a kind of an apprenticeship through the 90s. Yeah, and and like, I mean, when you look at the CVs for both of you, I mean, mother of God, I'd be here all day talking about some of this stuff. But like, (laughs) you've worked on so many. But the big one, Lynn, I have to mention for you, and I loved this film. This film broke my heart. It really, really did. Talk to me about Albert Nobbs. I mean, was was there such a challenge here with the prosthetics? Had you worked a lot with prosthetics before? No, I hadn't. And actually, Matthew Mungle designed the prosthetics and Marcial Cornville made um, the beautiful wigs that both uh, Janice and Glenn wore in the film. And I just assumed it would be, you know, he was going to come over and he was going to do all that bit and I would just be there doing the other bits. And anyway, then he came over with the pieces and I thought, okay, great, he'll do a demonstration and teach me how to do it. But his husband is actually um, a makeup artist as well and used to say to him if you do it first then whoever is getting me thinks they're getting second best so Matthew used to stand back then and just let um, John do it so all of a sudden I found myself doing um, the prosthetics without really thinking about it, it beforehand or anything yeah. so it was very nerve-wracking <laughs> in the beginning because here's Glenn Close I mean what an icon uh, sitting in the chair ready to go my hands would just be sweating there'd be things falling everywhere I wouldn't be able to do it at all Lynn <laughs> yeah she's really really driven and really focused and you just have to kind of I suppose focus yourself as well but yeah well it was very nerve-wracking but any of those things that you do that you think you can't do them in the beginning and then as time goes on you figure out little bits that you know aren't working for you that you tweak and all of a sudden the time kind of gets quicker that you're doing it and you get into a groove it's the yeah. same with drawing and art I think you know yeah totally and not only do you get into a groove you get an Oscar nomination can we just talk about that for a second I mean that must have been such a pinch me moment was it? It was all really, really, really surreal because I suppose um, when you're doing a job, you're not thinking about awards or anything. And you don't know what plan the production have for what they're going to put, you know, apply for. Um, but yeah, it was very, very surreal. And it, there's a lunch about three weeks before yeah. the night itself and that's really really good fun and it's all very relaxed and everybody's mingling and then the night itself is extremely tense and uh, yeah so it's, I mean it's over 10 years ago now but it does it, it feels like a bit of a dream Oh, A very very nice dream absolutely and and Emer, like Lynn you were nominated for an Emmy for your work on David Copperfield like again a nice challenge I would say you're working on a period piece as well there yeah, I mean, nothing as exciting as, as as Lynn's experience, you know. And I always, Lynn is Lynn is really modest about the fact that she's Oscar nominated, and you know that's uh, one of the qualities I, I love about Lynn. You know, she's always kind of trying to push everybody and get the best out of everybody else. And I'm always saying to her, this is my friend Lynn, Oscar nominated. <laughs> Lynn, I'd be doing that too. I would be using you to get into bars, nightclubs. Yeah, exactly. I mean? Yeah, that's what the I'd be doing. The places we've been, it's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to mention Banshees as well because you both worked on this. This was so, so huge and it's still huge, I think. How did you feel about the reaction to the film? And did you guys expect that it would explode in this way when you were working on it because you were working in the middle of lockdown and everything. Yeah. Um, Lynn, do you want to talk about it? 
No, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, it it, it was, again, I mean, you know, we probably say the use the word surreal too much. It wasn't surreal. It was the most amazing experience. I think it was my favorite job that I've worked on. And I think because it was during lockdown, it actually made it very special because we were kind of extra close as a crew Mm. and with, with the cast also. And, we, I think we we both worked with um, Colin and Brendan before. I think it was my first time working with Barry and Kerry. But um, you know, um, we were on the we were on Inishmore for a couple of weeks, and you know, the boats would come over. People would cycle around the island. They'd leave at three o'clock, and we had the island to ourselves. You know, there were no tourists on the island, oh, so yeah. I think yeah. it gave Colin and Brendan great freedom as well. Um, yeah. You know, which is really important. It gave them great headspace, so they were very relaxed. And um, on Ackle, I mean, Ackle was just fantastic as well, and everybody just really embraced, you know, the whole production and. There was just a great sense of um, creativity. Mm. I, I think when you're working with somebody like Martin McDonough, yeah, you know, you just know, you know, it, as Lynn says, it's not about awards or anything like that. You just know that you're working on something that is a, a quality product. It's an amazing script. You know, not everybody is going yeah. to like it. That's okay too. I mean, you know, if I read a book, I might say this book is amazing. Somebody else might say, oh, I, I threw it away after 10 pages yeah. or something. But, you know, for us, it was a very creative experience. And so I think that that for us is a, a win-win situation. Oh, com- oh completely. Yeah. Now, I have to say as well, Emer, that uh, and you're quite modest too. She likes to pretend that she's not modest, Lynn. I'm going to say that you, you brought the Irish Gansey sweater back in vogue, Emer. Like there's such an explosion of men now wearing knitwear and this is thanks to Banshees of Inishirin. Single-handed. I mean, can you believe it? No, I'm joking. (laughs) I mean, I suppose, like, for for me, it's kind of freaky because it's like the power of social media. And, um, you know, that's not a... I mean, I won't say it's not a world. I'm not... Like, you have to, you know, even like with the the art workshops now, you know, Mm. you you just have to engage with social media. But I I just kind of... I just feel like an observer kind of watching yeah. this kind of, um, you know, unfold or whatever. And I just find it kind of, it's, it's kind of, it's funny. But I mean, who's, you know, as Irish people, like we're brought up wearing itchy jumpers. And yeah. We just think it's <laughs> par for the course. And, you know, it's funny when you step outside of the Northern Hemisphere, mm. how people kind of treat a wool jumper and... You know, it's just, I, I, I think it's great, but I, I take it all with a pinch of salt as well. Oh, okay, I know, I know. Your, your feet are yeah. firmly on the ground, that is for sure. So, yeah. Lynn, tell us about how you guys met, because you were working in Morocco at the time and you guys met on a, on a, on a film there, wasn't that it? Well, we knew each other before then, but I suppose um, that job was such a small, low-budget job. And when it's like that, everyone's helping everybody else out. You know, there's interdepartmental, you know, crossover. Whereas on the bigger jobs, oh, yep. there isn't. But um, so I, I suppose, yeah, we just kind of really bonded a bit more there um, on our way to and from set, you know, jostling over these bumpy grounds in a minibus. And, um, you know, and then years later, 
we had worked together again and we had developed a friendship and our two sons are the similar age and they have a great time together as well. And Emer was um, starting a drawing course in the drawing studio in Marion Square and I joined as well and just really, really loved the experience there and, uh, you know, wanted to do more of that and continue doing it. And yeah. We've, we've encouraged each other over the years to keep at it. Yeah, because you've both, as you say, dabbled in this and, and kind of, you know, leaned into that kind of creative side of yourselves as well. And I love what you're doing. So you've created this collective. It's the North Light Art Collective. And you're hoping to be running workshops and um, classes in the Dunboyne area. First of all, tell us about these classes. Uh, well, we're hoping to run one workshop a month. And um, the reason we kind of are going for weekend ones, like our own lives are quite chaotic work-wise and often you're not able to sign up to something that runs every week and is midweek, whereas weekends is usually more accessible. Mm -hmm. Usually you're not working weekends. So we decided to go with weekends. And, um, well, Emer, you could talk about the Oak Centre in Dunboyne and why we sit there. (laughs) (laughs) So I I live in Dunboyne and um, the, the... Protestant Church has a beautiful little community centre called the Oak Centre. And um, so we have hired that. And I suppose the thing is, if people hear about kind of painting and drawing workshops, you know, they might think it's something that's a bit highfalutin or Mm. inaccessible or something. And like, you know, we, we really want it to be something that people of all levels will come to. Like, I know a friend of mine has signed up for our first workshop, which is on the 10th and the 11th of February. And she has no experience <laughs> painting, you know. And I said to her, well, look, come on, give it a go. Yeah. And, like, but yeah. we also expect that there will be people there who will have more experience, but yeah. that's what it's all about. It's kind of just, it's really about having a group of people who have um, a, a goal in mind to just kind of go and you know, it'll be two full days. We're, we're actually not going to teach ourselves because we're not very good. And, um, <laughs> we're, getting, um, we're getting a different artist in each month for each workshop. So the first one is going to be an artist called Breed higgins Kaneda, and Breed trained in um, Russia, and she's just a fantastic teacher. We did a workshop with her last year, and I had actually never used oil paints, and yeah. I was really... Well, I wasn't nervous. I just thought, look, I've nothing to lose. I'm just going to give it a go. And I absolutely loved it. So I think it's about, it's kind of, I was saying to Lynn earlier, it's like our couch to 5K for people (laughs) who have (laughs) said, I I want to get out there and I I want to paint or I want to draw. We're saying, come along, join, you know, if you can, come to the workshops. Um, you know, you, we're just all going to be there to support each other. And it's, you know, don't worry if you have very little experience. Um, you know, we're all in it together. You'll be in good, <laughs> and safe really, hands. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You'll be in good, safe hands. Yeah. And it, I think as well, when you're yeah. coming away from any kind of workshops like this, like you feel really invigorated and inspired. Yes. And it's like a break from your daily routine, it's nearly like having a little holiday, you know, yeah. into a different world and you, there's a real feel good factor to being with other people and all doing the same thing and people helping each other over hurdles and 
it's just really enjoyable. Yeah, and like that, you know, tapping into that creativity, it is fantastic for mental well-being. And, you know, we kind of need something at this time of the year, I feel as well, you know, to kind of yeah. to, to tap into completely. So is NorthLightArtCollective.com the best place for people to go to find more information? Yeah, or we're on we're on Instagram. Oh, also. fantastic! <laughs> we we're just starting. <laughs> Lynn and I are texting each other, going, "I don't know how to post this on yeah. Instagram." And then when one of the kids comes home, and we're going, "It's okay, I've done it." You know, <laughs> it's so refreshing to hear that in this technology-driven world. Let me tell you, I am the exact same. Absolutely. Oh. So before I let you go, because I could talk to you all day, but before I let you go, I have to ask you just like kind of quick fire round without sort of thinking too much about it. Uh, I think you mentioned this already, Emer, but for both of you, what was your favourite film to work on, Emer? You go first. Well, I think Banshees, it was The Wind That Shakes the Barley and then, you know, because Ken Loach is just a very special person. Yeah. But I think Banshees now have overtaken. What about you, Lynn? I, I still always go back to Breakfast on Pluto. Oh, what a great film. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Nice one, yeah. And again, yeah. what like I mean, how much fun with the makeup did you have there with Killian Murphy? Absolutely fantastic looks. That was <laughs> poor Killian. I, I don't know how many times a day we used to shave him. You know, like and he, he was and he so many changes because the schedule was so busy and he just he just went with it and jumped into it. He he's great to work with. He's just really. Um, He's gorgeous. You know, he, he really embraces that. How did you, like, not get lost in those pools of blue? Like, I mean, Killian, like, <laughs> talk about a face to be working on, Killian Murphy. I was probably too busy worrying about whether I could feminise his jawline at the time. <laughs> uh, most challenging job you've both taken on, Emer? Oh, my God. Um, what's the most challenging job? Uh, maybe Breakfast on Pluto or just one of those big kind of period jobs, yeah. you know? Yeah. They're always um, very busy. Um, I did a Little Women for the BBC a couple oh, of years yeah. ago um, and we made a lot of the costumes. But, I mean, when you say challenging, it was fun also, yes. you know? That's but part of it, isn't it? just the workload is kind of heavy. Yeah. You know? What about you, Lynn? Apocalypto, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, yeah. <laughs> there was the makeups were, you know, about five hours in the morning yeah. and we would begin at three o'clock in the morning and get, have people ready on set for eight o'clock and get back to our hotel about eight or nine. Oh, God. In the evening. That's and a lot. So it, it was absolutely fantastic. Like the costume department, the art department, they made everything from scratch and... It was an experience of a lifetime, but it was really, really exhausting. <laughs> really challenging. And last but not least, film you wished you worked on but didn't get a chance to work on? The commitment. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lynn? Um, I, was, I really loved The Butcher Boy because mm. I loved the book and yeah. my mother used to sing that song. Um, and at the time, oh. I really wished I had got on it, but... Um, I didn't but it, you kind of don't have those regrets years later I think because yeah. no. other things have come along Yes absolutely other things have come along it has been such a joy thank, uh, talking to you ladies I want to thank you so so much uh, for joining me on the show and the best of luck with the collective Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, listen, I'm in my element. I know, I know when I'm talking about film. Northlightartcollective.com. You can find them there and also on Instagram if you want to find out more details about those upcoming workshops. The 11 to 1 show.
Music from Damien Rice on the way, but first it's time for this. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Loud Mead Education Training Board invites applications from suitably qualified persons for the following positions. A school transport escort for Colostra Riga and Dunshockland and a special needs assistant for Colostra de Lacey in Ashburn. Details can be found at careers.lmetb.ie. Closing date is the 6th of February and you can find more information on our local job section on lmfm.ie LMFM Job Search Damien Rice Cannonball now want to let you know that the Friends of RD Bog they are celebrating the World Wetlands Day and St. Bridget's Day so that's going to be happening back to back on Friday and on Saturday and they have something for everybody in this so there's a outdoor and indoor events so on Friday the 2nd of February from 10am to 12.30 there's going to be forest bathing with Fiona Crawley and also Saturday the 3rd of February at the same time um, uh, 10 to 12, 12.30 also Fiona Crawley will be doing another session there so it's uh, relax and immerse your senses in the RD Bog Woodland Walk as well so you can take in the lovely spring air and do that as well so all the details of it if you go on to eventbrite.com and just search up RD Bog there you'll find it as well and there's also on Saturday from 1 to 2 there's going to be a bog walk with Aidan Crawley and there's also he's um, a photographer in residence for the, the bog walk as well and he's going to be pointing out and and displaying some of his favourite photos as well. So there's lots happening for this. As I say, Eventbrite is probably the best place to find all of the details. Going to take a quick break and back with more music from Dua Lipa. Now our bingo book winners we have Vivian Weldon Castletown in Navin Grace Turley in Dulique Paula Emmett in Mornington Patrick Darian in Drogheda Daphne Walsh not sure whereabouts you are but you're getting a, um, four weeks worth of books as well Willie Lynch in Slane so congratulations to you and we'll be in touch with you after the show there's Dua Lipa with Houdini finishing off the show for today. Coming up tomorrow, we'll be talking about rejection therapy with Taryn Devere. More on that. That is my lot on the show for today. Thank you so much to the guests and for your company. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. I'll chat to you again tomorrow. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. 